Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are, and it is the fourth of five shows for the for May 2022. This is the, tw- excuse me, the 24th of May. So we're going to have one more next Tuesday, which will be the 31st. Yeah. And I'm getting ready for my uh, cross-Atlantic journey to uh, Bahamas. Are you going to sail? sail? I'm actually going on a friend's boat. This is, this is, this is roughing it, you know. Um, it's a 68-foot Lazara, and I'll have the cabin uh, in the... Uh, in the, in the front, uh, right, oh. uh, which has yeah. a, a queen bed and my own, my own. Oh, it has uh, a number of puke buckets. That's the puke cabin. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm like, I'm only sleeping there in, in that cabin. I'm going to be going. He just put in, I can't even tell you, just let me just say, my friend just put in this boat because one of the days we go on this trip to a really beautiful harbor uh, area, like a, it's, it's a, a gin clear water with stingrays and sharks um, that that are that are swimming around you, and there's a little um, uprising which is all sand. So you beach or get your boat close to the beach, right? And then you all just you know have 150 of us just party all day. One guy brings a wait a minute, 150 people in the boat? No, there's different boats. Everybody brings their own boat. Oh, what is what, what is this event called? Uh, Bimini Bash. The Bimini Bash. I maybe it's called Bimini Blast. Bimini Blast. You don't even know. Well, I'm I'm only on the committee planning it, and I forgot what it's called. Bimini Blast. It's a pirate theme. Arg. Yep, pirate theme. You gonna wear a patch? I am not gonna wear a patch, but I do have a costume for one of the evenings, because we have an appetizer. Is your wife going? Yes. Yes. Good thing. Yep. It's gonna be fun. So uh, that's gonna be on next Thursday. I'm gonna be going for a couple of days there, and. Um, but yeah, last week was a rough week with terms of cold. Everybody that I know, like not only physically uh, that I've seen her, they either have COVID or they have this flu. Everybody. It's unbelievable. And you've been healthy? You haven't had a problem? Just not me. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Not to brag, but. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's warm up. Let's talk about what's going on. Uh, markets getting whacked, everyone. And all the experts are talking about a need for this capitulation. You'll hear this on the news. Capitulation, you know. that's the latest. Yeah, you got to capitulate. And it means that we have a day that stocks are just puked out. Like, okay, check, 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 right? I mean, how many times? How much more are you going to puke out these stocks? You know, they continue getting just, just blistered. I'm reminded of the late 60s. Oh, and? What happened then? Well, that's when the markets kind of, you know, it f- flipped over the top and started going down and went continues to go down for 10 years. Oh, yeah, that was ugly. Yeah. and But it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. Next day, it would be, it, there, it is the bottom. It's the bottom. It's the bottom. It's the bottom. It's the bottom. And uh, I think the bottom was 400 or something like that. Can't right. Remember the, yep. So um, it, it bottomed actually in 77. But, but, but this whole thing is, you know, you have to have the capitulation. What that means is people are just thrown in the towel and we have a massive volume day. And they give you all these things that are supposed to happen in order for this to become uh, a, a buyable bottom. But I think they all forget that every bottom is, 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 is a different process. And not every time does 
this all go on because right now what's happening is they are puking out stocks dramatically in certain areas of the market. It doesn't have to be the entirety of it. Now, yes, I I would probably agree that if they just throw off, just throw out everything, that maybe that is a sign that they're just fed up. They just don't even want to deal with stocks at all. Yeah. Could be a bottom there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you say, as you say in Florida, every bottom's different. Yeah. Oh, oh, we do. Yes. I like that. I like that. Now, the Fed continues to be on their hawkish path, even though the economy is crumbling, which is really, I, John, the stupidity of doing a cutback on your bond purchases, quantitative tightening, rate hikes, is going to break, as they have done, the economy versus slow it. These people are moronic. I don't understand what they're trying. I don't understand. This could be just a grand, maybe all of this, the pandemic, the Fed, the monetary stimulus, the, you know, maybe there's all just one giant. Three plus billion over to Ukraine that we could use. Yeah, maybe this is just a, maybe this is just a giant experiment. Not a simulation, but an experiment. See how far they can take us till we all just start jumping. I think your original uh, thesis is more likely. Which is what? They're dumb. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, they, they definitely got this wrong. They cannot, they cannot forecast like weeks out, and they think they can, and they're making really bad moves on this. So um, we got some money talks, uh, environment walks, kind of the old discussion that uh, everybody has good intention until it starts hitting their purse and pocketbooks and their wallets, and then all of a sudden they change. We're going to talk about that tonight. The Davos Confab, all the big boys and girls are over there. They're all talking up a storm. Yappity, 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 blot of gloom. Andrew Ross Sorkin on CNBC this morning saying, it's really awful. I went to dinner and started out the first night I got here, and everybody was saying, what a horrible situation we have in front of us right now. Oh, and they're complaining about the quality of the prime rib? It could have been. It is. And the, the Dover Soles flew in probably. So here you have a situation where oftentimes that Davos group, which is the big economic forum that happens once a year, they, um, and this year is late. It's very late this year. It usually, uh, yeah, it usually takes place during the middle of winter so they can go, everyone can go skiing, yeah, go skiing right, some yeah. of the most expensive slopes in the world. Yeah. So uh, the the oftentimes what we find is that the conversations out of Davos are very much contrary to what's going to happen. So now they're talking about it being really glum and it's terrible. That could be a signal and they're all going to try to see if they can push the various central banks and governments to re-stimulate. We'll have to see. But the bottom line, this is a total shit show. Analysts, investors, Fed, governments, um, and, and I'm blaming it all, by the way, on Twitter, I don't know if you, if you saw this today, but I'm blaming this all on standardized testing. Okay, this I'm interested in. It's just totally stupid. Like, people cannot make decisions. Everything has to have an answer. When we went to school, you and I, us old dudes, you know what, we had to go through the process of problem solving in order to find an answer and whether or not that educational process was better than when you're being taught 
to take a test. We weren't taught to take, we, we, you and I probably have these weird standardized tests, like in sixth grade, some weird thing that you had to do during the, remember those? Vaguely. But now we got a test every once in a while, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't the idea. Right. But now, now the, the, the last 20 years, it's been teaching to pass tests in order to get schools certain, especially in Florida, to get uh, schools certain grades, then get more financial aid based yeah. on the quality of the school. So now you're being right. taught to this test and there's no real problem solving. It's almost like a process of a giant memory test. Yeah, that's exactly, that's what, when you get a ham license, it's very similar. And, and, and yeah, so, so what, what was your uh, call numbers? What are, what, are your, what? what are your call numbers, your Hamlet license numbers? Oh, KJ, uh, KJ9 L, uh, L, uh, LNG. KJ9 and LNG. So if I got on a ham radio with you, yeah, and I would say something like CQ, CQ, CQDX, something like that, don't they say something like that? I don't do that. You don't do that stuff? I don't do CQ, 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 like some maniac looking for some, looking for a friend. Yeah, that's what we used to do. Jump into somebody's conversation, maybe. We used to do that. We used to get on the, the single sideband. Yeah, CB radio. Yeah, CB, but it was a, a hopped up one. We do it at like we get up at four in the morning and we talk to a guy and I'm like, where are you? Puerto Rico. Oh my God. Oh, we're talking to a guy in Puerto Rico. The guy was probably three three houses away. Well, you know, if you want to really be a ham, you go, uh, you know, uh, get a general license or a tech and you, or not a tech, but a, uh, an extra. And you get, you can talk around the world using the tropospheric bounce. Mm. Crazy, huh? Yeah. We have two limericks tonight, and we're going to talk about Twitter because uh, there's some weird stuff going on with Twitter. But here's the thing on the markets. So we're at pretty much the year-to-date lows, give or take a couple of points here or there, right? We got to that exact point right at the 20% down from the high on the S&P 500, and magically it popped right above that because we can't say that we were an official bear market on a close. Um, but we're at the lows and the VIX is only a 30, which is pretty unusual. You would think with the kind of selling that we're seeing right now that we'd have a VIX, I don't know, north of, north of 35, 40. And that may be somewhat of splitting hairs. But even today, the VIX started coming down towards the end of the day. Dow is up by the end of the day, recovered 350 points or so from the low. The uh, NASDAQ goes down only, I don't know, maybe 1.5, no, 1, uh, 2%, but it was down almost 3% again today after that horrible number from Snap, which we'll talk about. And uh, so I'm wondering if the reason for that is either a an interesting uh, sideshow that there are some good stocks that are still in the market, like the energy stocks and Maybe, maybe some of the staples, and there are areas that are still solid and people aren't wor really worried about. This is another capitulation issue. You know, we have to have a VIX at 45, 46 to be capitulatory. And uh, I don't know, but it just seemed that the VIX is, and the concern is a little bit, a little bit uh, not as, as, as people aren't as freaked out somehow, which I, I don't understand because when you have stocks down 70% from their highs, you would think someone would be a little bit nervous. I think everybody would be nervous looking at this market, especially the number the other day when it went down 1,200 or something like that. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's amazing, though. The, the people are still thinking, I think, that everything's going to be fine. It may be. I'm not suggesting it's not going to be. 
But that's what is telling us that there's really not that total fear right now in the markets. I, I don't think there's a savior that's coming anytime soon. But uh, there's definitely not uh, a savior. Uh, you know that, that well, the, and it's also the bad news to me is that it doesn't actually look like it presents any really good shorts. They happen fast. They happen yeah, fast. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, they, they pop and then they're bad. I mean, just not like the good old-fashioned short where the thing is at 100 and just slowly goes down to two. Right. Right, like snap. So, by, by slowly, I mean over two months. I mean, some of these things are, but then all of a sudden they crack out of nowhere. And, you know, it's very difficult to take a stock that's at 100 and now is down at 50 and figure, okay, how much more does it have to go? Snap, if you look at the chart on Snap, which is Snapchat, uh, it was, you know, in this, you know, really ugly area for a while. Uh, let's see, year to date. It's down 72% year to date, Snap. 70, 72% year to date. Now, I don't think Snap is like an unbelievable company that should, you know, I, I'm not talking about that. But this stock in October 21 was $76. And it came down, big drop right there to $54 in October of 21. And then it just came down to February 2022. It was at 24 so that's a pretty big move down, right? Then it came up. It had a decent quarter. Things were good. Things were nice. It was good. And then it's down at like 30. It's back up to 35, 37. And it starts coming down a little bit. And then two days ago, two days ago, it was 21. And it closed down 43% today at 1279. Yeah. On a pre-announcement last night that there has been a material change in what they see from just 30 days ago in terms of their revenue and their outlook. Now that actually, and I, and I can't disagree that had to have absolutely spooked markets. If a major social media company is all of a sudden saying that in the last 30 days, there has been such an incredible change that we do not think is going to resolve. And that has become a material change in our outlook that we need to tell the markets about. That's pretty funky. Yeah, this was a kind of uh, something actually Adam and I have talked about that it, this happened, a very similar thing happened. This has to do with the advertising pie. This similar thing happened uh, in the two, uh, 1999 to 2001 era mm -hmm. when you had the dot-com collapse. Advertisers got spooked. And I don't think this is really Snap's fault so much as it is Twitter's. Is when this all began, uh, uh. when when Elon said, you know, these people are are bots. There's no how many real people are here. I'd like to know. I don't think there's that many, and and that and they're not charging the advertisers. Those bots are are people when they charge the advertisers. Right. The advertisers look at this and say, wait a minute, am I getting scammed? I think I'll pull back on this online advertising. Well, what about our Snap account? Yeah, well, I think we'll pull back on that too. This is this, this until I see some real numbers, which is exactly what happened in 99, 2001 era. And they, the advertisers bailed out and all these companies went to, down, you know, they didn't all go broke, needless to say, uh, but they definitely hit their bottoms. You know, it's interesting. That's a really unique way or, or different way of looking at this that, um, 
that was about 30 days ago. That does line up pretty well with what happened here. And uh, other than that, what else happened? Well, rates went up. Okay. Um, Snap versus Twitter versus Facebook versus Pinterest. All different kinds of advertisers. Some are small mom and pop. Some are ad agencies. Some are um, direct. But, you know, you also have to put into perspective what happened with Walmart and Target this week. I mean, Target was down 24% in one day last week. <laughs> 24%. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And this is because they they, they um, had an, an error in their inventory and their buying and the supply chains and prices and inflation and all this stuff that came in and too much hiring. But you got to wonder if these guys are pulling back too. Yeah, I'm sure they are. You know? So um, anyway, we've had some huge outflows from bond ETFs in the last 30 days and yields are backing up. We got yields that went from 3.2% back down to 2.79 that I said I thought would happen if we get back to normal correlations. And we've had, as we mentioned a moment ago, the retail apocalypse, the retail apocalypse. <laughs> this is what they're calling it now. It's a retail apocalypse. You know, all these companies have just gotten, I mean, 30 days ago, John, the consumer was strong. Their balance sheets were good. People had jobs. And it's like all of a sudden, without anybody's knowledge or any kind of backup on this, there's a huge unemployment situation, which is not true. But it, that's what nobody's spending. Nobody has any money. It's amazing how much of a change in temperament has happened in that period of time, consumer, um, and, and that's really because rates went up and people are freaking out. Maybe their money came down a bit or something. I don't know, but really big change in the retail mind of, of uh, spenders, consumers. I, I don't I think it has a, maybe a reflection of the interest rates from the banks going up above 5%. But they don't see that. If they have a mortgage already, they have a mortgage ready. Yeah, but they see, they hear about these things. It's not right. that they right. see it. And then the gasoline, you know, sucking it right. out. Right. That's taking probably more money out of the retail because people spend twice as much, twice as much, at least out here, twice as much, twice as much for a gallon of gas than they used to spend just six months ago. Just, before, you know, even in the early days of the Biden administration, they weren't paying this kind of money. And then, of course, food prices are up. We know that too. Yeah, the $5 chicken or whatever you saw the other day. $8 chicken and $35 fried chicken, whole chicken. Well, I think that we have, this is really- They still have the five-buck chicken at Costco. They do? Yeah, that, that rotisserie chicken. Oh, yes. still sell for four ninety nine. Wow. They that's... must be taking a beating on oh, that thing. They're going to take a big earnings hit. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> they own their own chicken farms. I think they just, the whole thing is a, is the lost leader. Yeah. It's always been scheduled. That's like uh, what they used to do in the pharmacies, right? Didn't they put like the, the 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 ladies' makeup back by the pharmacy counter or something like that? Yeah, they'd always put. Yeah, they'd always do that. Well, kind the tuna of, fish, like tuna the fish Las cans. Vegas theory of how to uh, get people to spend money. Yeah. You can't get a good Vegas hotel. You have to go through the slot machines to get to the front desk of the hotel. Mm. Mm. So it looks like to me that all all of this that is actually happening is possibly due to. 
the past decades of gluttony that we have been involved with, we have COVID. There's like 10 plagues. We have COVID florona virus. We now have monkeypox, for God's sakes. We have nuclear war. We got supply chain issues. We got inflation. We got new hurricanes. We got And all of this, we're going to talk about right now. All these things. And you wonder, huh, what's bothering the consumer? Right? Yeah, I guess. Monkeypox stocks. We got a couple of monkeypox stocks. Oh, monkey. Oh, that would be interesting. What's a monkeypox stock? So these are companies that have smallpox vaccines that could be actually utilized at this point for them. They spiked a couple of days ago, came down pretty hard yeah. last couple of days. Here's two symbols, S-I-G-A and E-B-S. Just in case, you got to get ready. You don't know. They may be stockpiling these things because, you know, they talk about monkeypox being being spread down in Florida through these bathhouses. Second site medical products are two bucks? No, SIGA, S-I-G-A. Oh, well, this is an interesting one. Second site eyes, yeah. Was it S-I-G-A? Yep, it's $9, down 15% today. Took that nice little move from eight all the way to mm, 12 and a half, about a 50% move a couple days ago. And now it's coming back down. Uh, it's, it ranges 566 to $14 over the year. So, you know, it's still in there. It hasn't rocketed. Right. Solution for antiviral smallpox treatments. Huh. That's one way to get rid of old inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody create something. Create something. Uh, more on the monkey. Belgium has now become the first country to introduce a mandatory 21-day quarantine for monkeypox patients as cases of the disease rise. Have you noticed that most of the monkeypox that they show is actually pictures of shingles? I I, I've, I see the hand shots where they have the bumps these gross yeah. blistering things. Yeah. Most of that is shingles. Have you ever had shingles? No, God, no. I have. Oh, oh yeah. I, I understand it's one of the most painful it's, things you can ever get. It's horrible. It's like, I think I had it around my rib cage area or somewhere like that. If did, I'm, you ever have, did you ever have chicken pox as yes, a kid? Yes. Did you have a shot for chicken pox? Of course. Following a you trend. A shot you see, for chicken pox. Don't you see the trend here? Yeah, you get a shot for something, and next thing you know, you're sick as a dog. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, you have corona right now or something like it. Yeah, almost corona. Yeah. You mm-hmm. had the two shots, and this, you, didn't get, you didn't get it boosted, though. No, no. Uh, you'd be dead by now if you got boosted. I, I couldn't get boosted. I couldn't. I could not take any more, <laughs> any more of the foul treatment I got from the No Agenda show. <laughs> couldn't take it anymore. I felt well, bad every we, time. Oh, horror horror was, uh, we mentioned it once. Yeah. Um, nuclear talk again. We had some more talk. Here's the thing. Headline. China and Russia flew nuclear-capable bombers over Sea of Japan while President Biden was in Asia from the Financial Times, which, of course, is a payroll, paywall and horrible reporting. But can we just deconstruct this for a second here? This is the headline. This is the information. Oh, my God. I'm going to read you back the potential uh, summary of the headline and information of this article in a way that if they were trying to spook people. Oh, my God. 
China and Russia knew that Biden was coming in and decided to fly planes as a offensive and a posturing move, planes that are capable of nuclear armament when he was there. This is going to be the start of World War III, which was said, by the way, by George Soros today in Davos. You know, they should probably start World War III by bombing Davos. Oh, oh that way. Oh, oh. That, would, that would solve the problem. That would solve so many problems. Yeah, it's a bunch of hoity-toity rich folk that are just trying to shape. It's the Bilderberg wannabes. What do you think? There's more than that. There are a bunch of... The, the, the underlying thesis that most of the Davos discussions surround themselves with are, is socialism. They want to, you know, can, they want everyone to become socialist so they can keep their stuff. Uh, and there'll be no more war and they, and everyone can live free and, you know, just rent everything and never own anything. And they can still own their stuff and, uh, and keep their wealth. I mean, there's something very uh, onerous about this group. I don't like it. Yeah, they, they, uh, they're, they're a bunch of um, sniveling, bureaucratic, uh, just pinky up tea drinkers and, and you know, and, 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 and fist pumping uh, whiskey drinkers. That's as I see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I really, I, I used to be interested in following some of the things that talked about, but then it became a spectacle. If, if they would do this in a low profile, but now there's so much, co- it's like a, it's like a, it's like a sporting event coverage. It's like a master's tournament that you have to have interviews and what's going on. And it's constantly people in there talking and all it really is a giant networking for the big boys. I, I find it distasteful. So. Yes, I think distasteful is a good word. And I blame it on the standardized testing. Uh, of course. All of, it. All of it. All of it. Hurricane season is coming upon us. Now, forecasters at NOAA's Climate Prediction Center, which are pretty much just as accurate as the analysts on stocks and the Fed on the economy, uh, which is a division of the National Weather Service, which um, is interesting place, I guess. Is they're predicting that an above-average hurricane activity is going to happen this year, which would make it the seventh consecutive above-average hurricane season. Uh, FYI, I don't think we had any hurricanes to speak of last year. So I'm not sure what that means above average. I don't remember a hurricane last year or even alert really in, in any of these areas. We had some up the coast, n- not down in Florida, not in the south. It wasn't anything major. Yeah, there's area. no f- hurricanes in Florida. There's no hurricanes. Right. It's, yeah, that's it. The, the official hurricane happens in Florida. Yeah. If you have a hurricane, it goes up to, you know, Virginia. Yeah, it's a, it's a nor'easter. Yeah, and it bounces out to sea. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, there were some bad ones, of course. But Noah's outlook for 2022 Atlantic hurricane season, which extends from June 1st to November 30th. Uh, predicts a 65% chance of an above-average season, 25% of a normal season, 10% chance of below. Now, what do you do with that information? You may say, well, why are you telling me this? All right, let me tell you why. Here we are on May 24th, and we are about to enter into hurricane season. Now, there is seasonality with the fact that we are entering into hurricane season. I think that's a obvious point. And what do we do with some seasonality? For example, uh, 
we look for if there are potential items, things, companies that could benefit from that seasonality. So, you know, you look at retail earnings in January, the old back to school thing or whatever it was, Christmas time and or whatever it is. You know, you look at certain areas in the summertime about driving with fuel prices and maybe the oil companies have a seasonality and a, and a the potential to do a lot better. And, you know, you, you go through that. Well, hurricane season, what do we have? Let's think. How about generators? Now, for years I've been tracking this, and I will tell you there is a seasonal bias to a company called Generac. Yeah, Generac. That's what uh, Curry has one of those things hooked to his house. Yeah. So Generac is symbol G-N-R-C. Stock is down pretty good with everything else. We're about to enter, and I will tell you that depending on the severity of a hurricane, there is going to be a move in Generac usually that is correlated. So Generac goes up after June 1st? Generac has a proclivity to move higher throughout hurricane season, yes, and through the end of the year. And all it's a slight, slight uh, seasonal uh, bias, but I will tell you that during that period, if we see that there is a, you know, Cat 5 that's boring down on Florida, everybody in Texas, Louisiana, and wherever starts, like, buying generators. Huh. Sounds like a good play. Yeah, GNRC. There you go. Is that a nice spot, too? I mean, it has a 52-week range of 197. It's only at 215, and with the high of 524. Right. So if that's a cyclical, it goes up and down and up and down. It's at the down. Now yep. that would be a good time. In fact, it dropped 15 points today. Pretty pretty significant. Uh, let's go on. What do we got here? Okay. How about this? Oh, this just gets you right in the gut. This one's tough. This is tough. The White House is considering waiving U.S. gasoline environmental rules and reducing summertime uh, to reduce uh, and aiming to reduce. The, let me start again. Can I just, this is not a limerick, but let me start again, okay? <laughs> the White House is considering waiving U.S. gasoline environmental rules aimed at reducing summertime smog. Yeah. Hoping that the waiver will combat rising pump prices, according to sources. They already well, no, lifted the requirements. Cent, 10 for the, cents max. 10 so, cents max. Well, I have a, help me with this, John. I was under the impression that Joe Biden and his administration were all about, we are going to beat the greenhouse gas problem under all circumstances. The fact that we have climate change, that now we are going to see California break off finally from the rest of the continent and we're going to see uh, New York City underwater, blah, 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 right? And we've gone up, you know, uh, uh, if we go up another tenth of a degree, we're all going to be cooked. But now that it is costing us and the potential for a uprising against the fact that we have high oil prices could put a major dent in their campaigns coming up, they're willing to bend the rules. Do I have something wrong there? Is that what? Tell me about that. No, it's exactly right. Of course they are. They're going to lose their asses if they don't do something. So they're going to hell with the hell with the green. You know, we want more real green, the kind that you put in your wallet. So it's a it's a, it's a it's a environmentalist by convenience. Yeah, isn't that typical of politicians? Yeah. I was just trying to flush that out. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you already fleshed it out. You know it. Yeah. Last week, we saw some major valuation changes in the uh, the market. So we had, uh, for example, Microsoft lost around $189 billion. Tesla, about $200 billion. Uh, seeing its uh, valuation fall far below $1 trillion. Amazon declined by $173 billion. Alphabet, Google, $123. NVIDIA, $85. Facebook, $70. I don't know what that adds up to just in a week. The first, the first two weeks of May, but that's a lot. Yeah, it's called taking a bath. Yep. And that 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 is the first two weeks of May. So so that's you know the other thing that's happening. A lot of people are starting to back out of buying homes. You know why? Not that the fact that the price is too high. Not the fact that they're um, maybe the interest rate. Maybe they were locked in, but the interest rate on the mortgage is a little bit higher. No, 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 nay, nah, no. They felt. It's probably a good idea to leave my money in the market as long as possible before I needed to put it down as a down payment. And well, they lost their ass. Probably a bad idea. Lost their ass. Yeah, they lost their ass. I mean, I have clients that ask me, listen, hey, I want to buy a house in a year. How much, uh, you know, what can we make in that period of time in the markets? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? We don't, we don't invest your money if you have an end date that needs an absolute dollar amount. Because what happens if things go swimmingly well over the next three, five, six months, uh, eight months, 10 months, and all of a sudden there's a big crack right when you need your money? Not so good. So uh, people are starting to buy, uh, 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 starting to back off. As a matter of fact, there was a, let's see what I have this somewhere. Mm. Housing. Yeah. New home sales decreased 16.6% uh, month over month in April. 16.6 month over month. New home sales. To a seasonally adjusted rate of 591, the expectation was to sell 750 from a downwardly revised 709, which was um, a reduction of what actually happened in March. On a year-over-year -year basis, new home sales were down 27%. And that ties out with the sentiment of the builders. The NAHB builder confidence number came out. Uh, months of inventory. So in other words, how much, how long would it take at a normal pace of sales to get through the inventory that's on the market now? And we always heard, oh, inventory is really tight. That's why prices are up. People can't find houses. More people want to buy houses that are available then. Well, we've gone from 5.6 months in December to nine months of inventory now. We're only talking about five months of, of time have passed. We only went from 0 to 0.25 to 1% on the interest rates. 1% on the interest rates yeah. by the Fed. And already, we basically destroyed our entire economy. Well, it could look better. <laughs> no kidding. All right, we got some... Uh, let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk about Twitter, because you, you you talked about that with Adam Curry. No Agenda Show, by the way, is... Oh, now, you know what? I memorized this. Now it's different. It's uh, Thursdays and Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Is that right? Yep. Oh, it is. 2 p.m. Eastern because uh, Adam wants to sleep. Uh, we used to be 12, but it's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Great show. Deconstructed of Deconstruction of everything you need to know and putting things right where they're wrong and uh, getting rid of the uh, twisted, bizarre news that's out there and really shining a light. I think that's what you do. You shine a light. On the truth. Yes, there you go. 
All right, is this deal dead for Twitter? What do you think? Well, uh, I personally don't think so. But a lot of people do. Uh, I personally don't think so. I think he's just trying to get lower prices. And uh, 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 that's all I can say. I, it's hard to, you know, he's not really, he's pretty good at playing this game, whatever he's playing. So let's take a look here. We had 5420, ha ha ha, 2420. got to be silly about that because it is silly. So let's look, 54.20. That was the price, right? Yep. Um, Minus 35.80 divided by 54.20. So it's 33% off. Interesting. Right. 33% off the price right now of where it was. So right now the stock with a bid by an investor and other investors that have confirmed funds available is now trading at the price of 33% below the offer price, right? Private offer price. At the same price as it was the day when he offered it. And if this offer was not there, what would the stock price be? Any thoughts? I think it would be down. I, I, if, if Snap is down in that period of time 45%, yeah. If Facebook is down 20%, let's just use 20% and be kind. Okay. So let's say it was 35%, um, then $7 less, 28 bucks. Yeah, sounds right. 28 bucks here. So if he pulls out of this deal, it costs him a billion dollars. But I don't know. This whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't see how we can buy this now knowing the problems that social media have right now with advertising clearly in my opinion there was such an incredible lack of due diligence this was one of those wake up in the middle of the night and like god damn i want a chocolate chip cookie well there might be something in the contract that because of this lack of under uh, the lack of realistic users that gets him out of the billion dollars too, you know. That could be. Uh, that could be. Uh, I wouldn't kind of be surprised yeah. if that was in there. Yeah, this is fraud. And then, and then, what happens to the stock price if that happens? Different than just oh, pulling out nineteen bucks and and heading south, heading south. Freight well, train. I thought it was ten bucks stock. Max. You did. You did. I've never thought. Yeah, you, you've heard it. And if the deal drops, or if the, if he gets rid of this deal, and Twitter goes, you know, kind of tits up. Uh, I think Tesla becomes back in play because now everybody's like, I think people think that uh, that Elon's focus would be back on Tesla. And you have to wonder, was he just mad at Twitter and this was a grand scheme? Maybe he was playing a little chess here. And he was just trying to ruin the company. What do you think about that? Well, that's what Adam's thesis from the get-go is that he's trying to ruin the company. I mean, but he gets he gets a great benefit from them. I mean, the 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 incredible platform that he has. How many how many followers does he have? I think twenty million or something, something like, like that. Like right? Some high number. Right. So I'll look up Elon. Elon 
Elon Musk. Here we go. He's got 30. Nope. Nope. Wait a second. Is that right? 94 million. Compared to Britney Spears. Well, what's she got? Wow. Britney. Nope. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Come on. Oh, for God's sakes. No, people. Oh, here we go. Britney Spears. She only has 55 million. So he's more popular than Britney Spears. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. I think this deal is dead. If you recall, in the game, I did two things. That Number one, I told you that I personally had a put when it was trading at like 52. Yep. And at 40, I got I I took it out and made some money on it. Yeah, you made a ton of money yeah, on that. It wasn't a ton. It was fine though. It was it was, you know, a couple bucks. Uh, I didn't buy a lot. I wasn't really that it was short and it was a long way away at the time. And it was a short period of time and and from 52 down to below 40, I had some work to do, but it worked out. Uh and I put uh, Twitter as a short, but I wasn't willing to really put any real capital up cuz this guy is who knows what he does. Yeah, no, you can't trust him. Yeah. All right, we got a uh, bogus poll that I thought I'd talk about from Magnify Money. Nearly nearly 4 in 10 investors, 38%, pulled money from the stock market in the past year due to current events of that group. 40% regret their decision. Gen Zers, 67% pulled out. Millennials, 57%. uh, Men, 49% were the most likely to take out money. Two-thirds of Gen Zers, aged 18 to 25, 67%. And over half the millennials... 57% 57% took money out of the market compared with just 28% of Gen X investors, 42 to 56. I don't know what this means. And only 12% of groups baby are people. skittish, more skittish than others. Right. Yeah. These, these were the holders, weren't they? These were the, these were the buy and hold forever. Stocks only yeah. go up. Stonks. Remember that? Yeah. David Portnoy, how he poisoned the system. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, McDonald's says it's permanently going to leave Russia after more than 30 years and started to sell its restaurants. Temporarily closed eight eight fifty in March. They think because it's humanitarian. What is Russia going to be left with? Their own stuff. Yeah, the borscht, the borscht factory. <laughs> the borscht factory. You know, when they had this during the Trump administration, they started putting some sanctions on the Russians. Uh, for importing certain things. It really hurt a lot of the specialists in Europe that sent stuff to Russia, like uh, fruit growers and things like, and uh, dairy farmers and people. It really hurt uh, the Europeans more than it hurt the Russians. And uh, there was a report that came out of Russia showing they went to a grocery store and they said, now all these small uh, farmers in Russia can, now they've got their cheese in the grocery stores and never used to have it before because Nestle's and these other guys just dominate everything because hmm. of the way they do distribution. And the Russians were getting a lot of their own stuff now into wider distribution and they were making everybody richer. Huh. And it may actually work out for them to get the McDonald's out of there. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe it's a bigger, again, maybe they're playing chess. They're good at it in Russia. <laughs> yeah, the best. Hmm. Snap and social media, just to kind of come back to this for one second. Again, 
Snap decided to pre-announce uh, last night that they saw material change. They're going to hold off on hiring. There was some other stuff going on. I don't know what. I, I couldn't. I, I don't know. But Uber and Lyft got another huge drop today again. I'm not sure what that was about. It doesn't It doesn't seem like it was about this. But in sympathy with what happened with Snap, Pinterest down 25% today. The Trade Desk down 20%. Roku, Roku 16%. Um, Pubmatic, 12%. Facebook, 9%. Google, 7%. And Twitter was down 3%. Unbelievable. Now, we talk about what's going on. Uh, the um, the, the uh, inventory problem we have with retail has been a big problem. This is what happened with Walmart. Had a 43% increase in their inventory. Because they bought the wrong things, they weren't selling. Now what's going to happen? They're going to mark it down. And we talked about that last week as possibly being deflationary. Actually, the fact that there is too much inventory build could be good in the long run for uh, the, the pro- inflation. Or, you know, yeah, right? it would be a good. It would be good. Right. Abercrombie has a forty-five percent increase. Stock was down thirty percent today on that news. Uh, Walmart twenty-four percent. Kohl's up forty percent. And no wonder advertising spend is down. Maybe these companies are like, you know what? Crap. We got to cut back somewhere here. Yeah, advertising usually takes it into the shorts when people start cutting back. Right. Uh, let's see. We got some M&A. Chip maker Broadcom is to talks to acquire cloud service provider VMware. I thought VMware was already bought and sold by somebody else. It was Dell. Wasn't it Dell? Thought it was Intel, maybe. VMware, Dell. Let's see. I think the, yeah, VMware. Let's see. Uh, Dell, Dell becomes billionaire kingpinning Broadcom VMware deal. I'm telling you, I think Dell owns this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, yeah. The company launched in 1998. It was acquired by data storage maker EMC, six, later for 625 million. VMware became part of Dell when the latter bought EMC in 2016. Dell paid $67 billion for the acquisition of EMC. The deal ranks as the tech industry's single most expensive acquisition to this day. Huh. Huh. Did you know that? The most no, expensive acquisition to this day. Then Dell announced the completion of the spinoff of VMware. And... Uh... They had an 81% equity ownership of VMware. They spun it off back in November of 2021. It was worth like $64 billion at the time. Just that one part. Good for him. Good for Michael Dell. Michael Dell's sharp. Sharp guy. Uh, anyway, uh, the acquisition will further diversify Broadcom's business away from semiconductors into enterprise software following an $18 billion acquisition of CA Technologies. And it's $10 billion purchase of Symantec Corp. Security Division in the last four years. So Broadcom is, you know, Broadcom was, a, um, what was called Avgo before, right? It was a chip company only. And they started yep. to do a lot here. Crypto implosion. I think we talked about this last week, the 95% loss on Luna and Terra. Did we talk about that? Yeah, a little bit, I think. Well, Tether, which is the stable coin that is supposed to be backed fully by the U.S. dollar and treasuries and various other instruments, uh, broke below a dollar recently. So it's supposed to be uh, linked to the dollar. Well, it, it pegged to the dollar. So, it, you know, dollar for dollar, which the dollar doesn't move in value. 
against anything, right? The dollar itself is always a dollar, then right? How can this be? Yeah, well, that's a problem. It's like the uh, money market mutual funds breaking the buck. That was a big. That was a big thing. And investors are getting worried. They have yanked more than ten billion dollars out of Tether in the past two weeks. They're very concerned about this right now. Tether supply plunged from eighty-four billion to seventy-three billion on Monday, and another billion was withdrawn late Friday evening. So weird things happening. And then we continue on with our retail apocalypse. Amazon is now stuck with too much warehouse space. Now that the surge in pandemic era shopping has faded, did everybody just get fooled? That they thought this was going to be just a crazy period of time where supply chains are all screwed up and people are just going to be buying stuff just to buy stuff because they got all this money? Did, did even all these big leaguers all get fooled? Because they're looking to sublease 10 million square feet of space and can even vacate some of them by ending leases with uh, landlords in New York, New Jersey, Southern California, Atlanta. Mm. Wow. Crazy. Crazy times, man. I'm telling you, it is upside down world. And the Fed is like, oh, we're going to keep raising rates. Just keep raising rates because we're going to tackle this inflation. They're going to throw us into a death spiral. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, that'll be interesting. Right, then they're going to freak out. Oh, my God, we have deflation. Then they're going to go the other way. So, so the problem is they just cannot, they need to stop. They just need to stop and let it rest. It's like a. Uh, I agree with that. You know, it's just, they just need to, just let, it's like a steak. Pull it out of the, just let it rest. For, just let it chill for a couple of minutes. Because stuff is like, it's like nerve endings firing right now. You know what I'm saying? Just, just calm for a minute. Let's stop throwing more um, stimulus. I don't mean stimulus as in money, but stimulating factors to get everybody all freaked out. It's just, it's bad. It's a bad situation. Terrible. Speaking of which, I saw a good movie last night called Jolt. I thought it was good. Jolt? Uh, Jolt on uh, Netflix. A fun little movie. What's it about? It's about a girl who has an impulse problem. And when I say impulse problem, like you make her mad, she'll smash your head into a, you know, a cabinet or pl pull your eyes out or, do something very bad to you, hook uh, battery cables up to your nuts, you know, stuff like that. She's just a very jacked up. And she's got this little device that uh, that's on her that, that 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 gives her a jolt of electrical electricity that if she gets to that point, she clicks it and she calms down. And it's just a lot of action. It was very, I did entertaining, stupid, entertaining, comedic, funny. I liked it. Jolt. A lot of people. Well, you're the only, I'd never heard of this movie. And Netflix isn't marketing for crap. Right. Uh, and they think they're going <laughs> to, according to all the analysts, they, the idea that they're going to start putting advertising, which, by the way, right in the thrust, right into the throat and when all the advertisers are pulling out. Right, right. As we've discussed throughout the show. But now <laughs> they're going to go into advertising and it's going to save the company. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Crazy people. The whole thing is just insane. I think people may have lost their mind. Maybe maybe the vaccine did something to their minds. Or then again, maybe yeah. the standardized uh, uh, test. I don't know. Something is not right with the way people are thinking, though. Uh, I don't know yeah, if they're too I, young. I don't know what it is. It's it's really... I think a lot of it has to do with disease. The young people? Yeah. Hmm. I think they're too young. They just don't... They don't get it. They, 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 they don't... They, well, for one thing, they don't uh, pay attention to their parents. That's for sure. And some of them pay attention to the grandparents, but not their parents. And it's, and the parents are pretty useless. They don't give them very good advice anyway. And I, it's, a, it's a problem. 
It's a societal problem. And those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it, right? Yes. Or as the rewrite is, those who fail to study history are doomed to have it repeated to them. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. At them, to them, yep. Uh, you know that there's that ARC fund that is just miserable. Your favorite. Down like, you know, now, now she's, re her name is Kathy Wood, by the way. That's the manager That's of the star. Your favorite person in the world. She, uh, with, with you know, started this whole thing, this this craziness, and uh, down, I think, 75 or 80% this year. And, uh, or maybe from the high, maybe it's down 60% this year. And now she's just referred to as Kathy. Oh, She's gotten to that point. It's like, it's like Dean or Frank. Yeah, just, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, just uh, Madonna. It's just you know, Kathy. Oh, oh, Kathy. Oh, yeah. So manager Kathy is uh, building a position in blank. Now, by the way, her, uh, her fund today, so she built a position in Roku. It is now larger than her Tesla position. And how big, how down was Roku today? I mean, she's got to be banging her head Wait, against the wall. She's buying Roku like a maniac, and it and it can't even support this the price of the stock. It's down sixteen percent today. I mean, yeah. she, she made it. The, how kiss you, of death? I, I don't. Let me just look at this. R A R K K. Let me look at where it was down today. Down seven percent today, at thirty nine year to date. Down fifty nine percent. I am a money manager. Let me tell you something. Let me show you something. Let's go one year. Now let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go one, one month. One month. She's down 30% in one month. All right. Year to date, down 60%. Do you realize how much money you have to make to make back that line? You have to Lots. make, you have to make uh, 120%. You'd have to have a raging bull market. It's, that's hard to do. That's all of the performance she had in 2020 with $9 trillion worth of stimulus. How is that going to happen? And how how is it going to happen if people aren't sticking around? She talks about a five-year plan, which is very reckless. This is stupid. It's bad enough talking about a one-year plan sometimes. It's terrible. Anyway, the company that uh, built a inverse, an inverse uh, ETF around her is now going the other way, building a two-time positive ARC fund. So it's a leveraged ARC. So if, if, if ARC is up 5%, this will be up 10%. Now I was thinking about this. How easy if she's very transparent. All of her trades, all of her holdings are all out there. You know what it is, okay? So anybody could just mimic what she does, right? Yeah. There's no licensing or infringement or intellectual property concerns about somebody utilizing exactly, it's called S-A-R-K, short A-R-K. And I, I find it amazing that he's making a killing on her ideas. If he can't be wrong because he's just giving you an instrument to utilize, he copycats it, charges a fee, and then collects it. Yeah, genius. It's a freaking genius. Yeah. So easy. Uh, bond funds, global investors to cut their positions in bond and equity funds. But according to Lipper, investors exited a net $18.57 billion of global bond funds last week, making the biggest weekly outflow since February 16th. 
And that's what you call capitulation. That's when bonds have gone from 3.2%. Capitulation, we're back. Yep. There's a theme here. There's a couple of themes running through all of this. But bond yields went from 3.2% about a week ago or so to 2.75. That's a big move. It's huge. Huge. Uh, let's see here. Well, oh, yeah, well, this is the time of show. Oh, you know, and we have had some, uh, seriously, you don't see it because, well, that's how good it is. We've had some heavy development work on our SSL. You don't want to hear all about it. The SSL, these guys were doing something about SSL and something about stuff. Firewalls and all sorts of stuff they were doing. Um, and this is a time where you can help out. Please, if you're listening, you're getting something out of this. Please go over to the DNS Unplugged. Click on the donate button and donate to your heart's content. We got a lot of great games that we play. We come here every single goddamn Tuesday night, John. For how many years? Uh, about 12. 12. 12. Yeah. You know? I talk to John on the phone once a week more than I speak to my wife on the phone for a month. Or yeah. a year. It'll be a year. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I like to, I'd like to, oh, I'd like to mention something. One of the, one of the running themes of No Agenda is that John and Adam do a three-hour show twice a week. They've been doing it for 10 years round number, okay? Is that right? 15, 15. 15 years. And the, uh, after you hear that, you know, there's always something said, the only line's always the same. And we've never had a fight. Right? Yeah. Have we ever had a fight? No. We've never had a fight. There you go. So you know what it is? It's you. You're the nice guy. Because I bet Adam fights with other people. Oh, he's a he's a scrapper. Yeah, I fight with other people. Although I, I'm not a big fighter. But you must be the glue that just binds us. That's it exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? Yep. All right, what do we got? We got two limericks that I'm going to butcher. You ready? I'm ready. Ryan Radisky. Chair Powell was the inflation denier. The markets could only grow higher. Now he's raising the rates to tempt all our fates while our options all die in a fire. Huh. Uh, well, you know, I think the structure is quite good. Uh, the, rhyme is, the rhyming is good. Except, what's this dying of fire? So his, his options are just getting blown up. Well, that's not the same as dying in a fire. I don't like the imagery. I'm going to give him a uh, B minus. B minus for Ryan. Ryan's the one that does our best ofs. Let's write this down, B minus. Okay, one more real quick. Uh, Justin Digwid. Dugwid. Dugid. 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 The ruble is not backed by gold. That's merely what we've been told. The truth about oil would make us recoil, and that keeps the sheep in the fold. Now, I'm going to give uh, him a markdown. Wait, first of all, full point, full point deduction for non-Fed. Yeah, this is a non-Fed limerick, so I actually guess it has to flunk him. Oh. Oh. Justin. I mean, we could give, bring the guy from Nantucket and throw that in, too. It's pretty well done, but it's got nothing to do with the Fed. Yep. Yep. All right. 
There you go. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. So in the interest of time, because we're running a little bit over, and I would like to make sure that you can watch your Warriors game. Uh, we got three things off. Lira Therapeutics down 8%. Got kicked. NVIDIA short. Only held it a little bit longer to be up another 10%, but we have rules. Up 3.5% for you. Netflix short on the Momo up 3.5%. That gets kicked also. Peloton gets kicked. It's just, it's just long shot buyout. I still think it's a possibility. I'm adding Tesla in the hopes that Elon is out of Twitter on the long side. And a long shot MPOX with a 20% uh, stop for SEGA Technologies for the, M for the MPOX monkeypox vaccine for the win. Okay, I'm going to put two on two. Okay. I'm going to go long on Snap. Oh. Snapper. And the reason is? Dead cat bounce. Dead DCB, we'll call it. Uh, the other one is uh, MED. It's an insider's deal. It's a it's a penny stock. It's a cheapie, uh, and it a guy the CEO just bought a hundred thousand hundred million dollars worth of it or some damn thing. I don't know what. Just out of control. So uh, he's either trying to save the company or or this something something's up. It's mm. a cheapie. It's a buck and a half or something like that. Right, I just screwed this whole. The pharmaceutical. Right here. So I'm gonna go here. But I think it's retail. Okay, MED. Wait, where is yeah. it? MED -E uh, Insiders. Insiders. Okay, so let me just put this down here for a second while you're here because I pushed a button. It really got ugly. My screen. Okay. Oh man, this is really a problem. What is going on? Okay, here. MED. Enter. Copy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's MEDs. 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 Enter. Why is that not working? Why not? Wait, should be about a buck forty-two. Control C, Control V. There we go. Uh, something health, something weird health. Okay. This is yes, it's trade X health. It's true trade with an X in the middle of the word health. I, yeah. You know, I'm not doing business by the way with things that are spelled wrong anymore. You're missing the vowel. You two double double letters. You do stuff like that. I'm not doing business yeah, I, with you anymore. I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. I don't get this. Spell your this. shit right. <laughs> right. Tracks duh. It's just it's stupid. You, know, you got to find. You got everything. Everything's got to have a fun, stupid. Just a. Oh, I'm so hip because I left out a vowel. It's the dot com era. <sighs> just, that's a throwback to the nineties. Oh, just enough. It's, uh, that tells me how old you are and what your mindset is. You want to do business with me? It's not like, you know, do biz, D-U-B-Z. That's the name of the company, do biz. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's dobusinesswithme.com. Done with this crap. All right, I'll see you next week. All right. All right, bye. See you then, bye. Bye. <laughs>
You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the ice stare, cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.